this might be too short to be a full episode, but I'll just record this little bit. But I just wanted uh, a rare example of actual writing advice on this podcast. So I'm really coming up to the end of this book. I'm writing like chapter 46. And I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in the 50s, early 50s. I really don't think I'm going to make it to chapter 60. It's all kind of vague, but I guess I just want to say how, I know I've said this before, but just to confirm things. Like, I guess that's what's kind of interesting getting this deep into the book is a lot of this podcast is obviously my theories and shit about what's gonna work writing this fucking novel. But my actual experience was writing a nonfiction book and I'm just applying that to a novel. I haven't actually finished writing a novel yet. So as I go on and slog my way through, first off, it's going slower than I expected, you know, really slow, but again, whatever, as long as I'm moving forward, as long as I'm still going, I'd rather take a really long time to write a novel and get to the end instead of, you know, try to force myself forward too quickly and not make it again, (laughs) you know? I don't care how slow it is, it doesn't matter. I just gotta make sure I don't stop, that's... That's the only important thing. And I don't have a meticulous roadmap, you know? I don't have everything completely laid out in advance, as evidenced by the fact that I don't quite know when I'm gonna get to the end, you know? It's not like I got an outline that's every single chapter and what's gonna happen. And I think that is where, you know, this debate about should you pre-plan or should you just write by the seat of your pants and pre-planning sounds boring to people because it is so prescribed and it's like a an equation you know it's like you went and sorted out all the math ahead of time and the exciting part about writing the muse the inspiration the creativity seems like it's gone in that case and I can see that argument But I got like kind of a hybrid method. And I know I talked about this way back when I started the podcast. I've been blabbing about it ever since then. But but now that I'm this deep in, it's just confirming that my, my dumb plan for me is working. That I don't have an ironclad plan, but I have a lot of notes. I have notes laid out roughly chronologically. And if not that, then, you know, in sort of thematic clumps. So I can go dig through my notes and find stuff. And that's really all I want to say in this podcast is now that I'm getting to the end of the book, when it's the hardest part, when it's the most unclear, and it's going glacially slow, and I'm just like pulling myself forward, like I'm just pulling the enormous weight of this three years behind me of writing this book, and it's just like the heaviest thing, and I'm just pulling it and pulling it. These notes are more important now than ever. So this kind of hybrid method of, you know, you don't have to have everything planned out in advance, but every note that you take before you start or just along the way, these things are just invaluable. They're such good, I mean, pick your metaphor, handholds, you know, energy refills, guiding lights in the fucking fog. Whereas I get to the end of this book, like, 
one of the reasons it's going so slow and I'm just trudging along so glacially is that I'm more and more unsure. Like obviously there's that whole scary world of trying to send your book out into the world and hoping someone cares, you know? It's like this, uh, there's this wrestler, Terry Funk, and he had a famous quote that every wrestling match is the greatest match in the world until the bell rings. You know, when you're just walking down to the ring, the potential is there and it's like everyone's excited and it's like, this could be great. And then once the bell rings and the match starts, then we'll see. And that's what it feels like with this book is I'm still walking to the ring. I'm just talking a lot of shit. I got a lot of bluster and bravado. Oh, I'm going to write this great book or even just I'm going to write a book. But once it's done, then it's time for reality to come crashing in. You know, will anyone care? Maybe there's like serious problems with this book that I am not seeing. You know, maybe this thing is just shit. Which even that, I'm kind of preparing for that in that I've got these other stories that are half finished, you know, that I can, if I have to jump ship, I'm going to finish this one no matter what. But if I have to jump ship to one of these other ones, I'm not starting from scratch again. I'm starting halfway in. It won't be the worst thing in the world. But I still hope, you know, I hope this book turns out. I hope people like it. I hope it's a great fucking book. But as long as the match never starts, as long as the bell never rings, I never have to face that reality. You know, I can just live in my own fantasy world and just assume and just hope and just talk a lot of shit about how great it, oh, it could have been great. It was going great. I never finished it though. You know, there's a lot of resistance in that sense. And things are also going slow because I feel less clear about it. Like, I feel less confident. When I started, I felt much more confident in some ways. Where now it's like, I got to stick the landing. Like, I'm a huge believer in the ending. You know, I really do think, and I've talked about this before too, but like the ending is so important because you have the goodwill of the reader throughout, you know? Even if things are a little shaky or they're not quite connecting or they're not quite sure how they feel about this story, you still got their goodwill because they can't know for sure till they get to the end. They can't know until the end if this is all going to work out and it's all going to come together or if it's just a big pile of shit. And it's so deflating when it's a big pile of shit, you know? It's like, fuck, I was really hoping they were going to turn that around and they just didn't. And I don't want this book to be that way, you know? I know there's something in there that's good but I don't want to just let it fall apart at the end. But it's really tough because this book is so weird, you know? It's like so... I guess I'm unsure if I'm presenting the argument of our protagonist, our main character, well. I'm unsure if anyone's going to understand it or if it's just me and my weird personality and my desire to smash things. That's <laughs> the only reason why this makes sense to me. Like, I was just thinking about just how mad I used to get at video games, and I still do sometimes, even as an adult. And it's like, man, I'm so disappointed in myself that I lose my temper over dumb shit. But then I think, like, I wonder, though, if, like, I talked about smashing my phone <laughs> just because the screen was cracked and I'm just like, it was kind of good to smash it just so I could move on. 
and how I've had even like personal relationships or jobs where I smash up the situation just to move on and it feels bad in the moment but I'm glad that I move on. You know, like I see people that get stuck in life and they just get stuck under someone's thumb or under someone's heel. They get stuck in a situation they don't like or a job they don't like or a relationship they don't like. And that is never going to happen to me because it can't. If I get pushed too far, I freak the fuck out. And it might lead to me being a crazy homeless guy someday, but I will never just be stuck under someone else's thumb. I'll never be stuck in one of these social situations where you're just getting shit on all the time and you just put up with it, I can't do that. I lose my fucking temper. It can't happen. It's not necessarily a good thing, but it's how I am. And I wonder if that's why this story makes sense to me. Is no one else going to understand this character? Because it's like, it's so hard because this character is not justified. The book's called Explode. She's going to blow this place up that does not deserve to be blown up. Is everyone just going to read that and go, what in the fuck is this? Who wrote this? This doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, like there's a very good chance that could be the case, that no one's going to get this shit. Not because like, oh, it's so deep. No one's going to understand what I'm trying to say here. So that makes me unsure and uncomfortable. And as I get to the end of this story, yeah, it's just like I wish it was a little clearer. I wish I knew dotting these final dots, you know, say we went from A to B to C to D and now I'm all the way up to the XYZ. I'm all the way to the end. And it seems really, really tough to keep connecting these dots in a way that isn't too slow, isn't too fast, isn't too random, isn't too prescribed. You know, it's got to be just right. It's got to be a good ending. And it's really hard to do. So really what I just wanted to, to capture is just this little moment I had. I'm just standing on this little, little bridge over this stream. Just had my phone out and I'm looking through stuff. Is I just finished the last chapter a day or two ago. And I had some very vague ideas for this next chapter. But again, it's just so ephemeral and it's just all floating in my brain. And it's like fucking orbits. It's just like, what is... How do I make these things connect? How do I do this? And these notes, man, the notes, like that's really all I'm trying to say in this particular episode is notes. You gotta have notes. I 100% recommend notes, you know? Like there's definitely leeway on how clear you want your outline to be. You know, maybe having every single chapter predetermined is not such a great idea. I can see why maybe that is a little too robotic, a little too stiff. But to just come at a story by the seat of your pants, don't fucking do it. Do not do that to yourself. Whatever creative sparks and spontaneous shit that could happen, that can still happen. But the downside like, I'm just imagining this chapter I'm writing right now, if I didn't have these notes, if I had to just come up with everything right now. That wasn't so hard to do three years ago. That's fucking impossible now. There's too much going on. There's too, we're too deep into this story. There's too much at stake. It's too complicated. I can't let this ending be bad. 
and I was feeling all confused and just unsure and it's like oh, I guess this is vaguely what's gonna happen but like it's just not clear I just don't know what to do so I dig through my notes and I don't even expect there to be anything there because this is such a middle chapter this is not a chapter where anything really important is happening this is like a joiner chapter this is a a fucking like the glue get us from here to there the great big bombastic chapters are not so tough to write necessarily but you gotta have these in-between things that everything can't be fucking birthday cake all the time you know you gotta have some connective tissue so I'm digging through my notes and like I don't even have a specific category for this chapter it's like okay I got a lot of notes like I said a couple episodes back of like arguments between the two main characters but only one character is in this chapter but I did have a folder just called computer access like I've talked about before this thing called the Acamulon that runs the space station that our main character connects with so I just had general vague notes about that era of this of this novel called computer access there's like 25 30 random notes in there and I didn't know what was in there I didn't remember I didn't really expect there to be anything relevant because what even what does that mean computer access I don't know and what is it I'm trying to say in this chapter I don't know and I'm not gonna get into all the details because it won't make sense anyway you know you gotta read the rest of the book but but just just know that for me it was fucking amazing of like say I think there was like 27 notes say 23 of them have no relevance maybe some of them are a little useful a little later some of them I'm like wow these are never going to be useful that just doesn't fit in the paradigm of this story anymore but those like three or four maybe five that work I'm like oh fuck that's perfect for this chapter and then I see another note and be like oh and I can work that in both of these ideas can happen in this chapter and it's just stuff that like I legitimately don't remember when I wrote these notes down just sometime over the past three years and they're so they make it so much better you know it's like yeah whatever vague notions I had if I had to come up with it right now first off it would take me all fucking week because I just don't know what I'm doing and whatever I scrape together out of my brain it's gonna take forever and it's just not gonna be as good where these notes it's like a gift I gave myself my past self had these random thoughts that I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Or yeah, of course, that thing. How could I forget about that? Add in that, add in this, and a side of this thing. And it's all like... It feels extra good because I'm at this tough stage where I'm so unsure about this book and it's getting so hard to write. I'm just like thankful that I have these notes. Like, oh, thank you, thank fuck my random ass fucking first novel big mess of a piece of shit is not feeling like such a big mess and such a big piece of shit now it's like okay it's all right i'm still on track everything's going okay it's actually going better than i thought it was this is fine these notes are saving me they're saving my ass so yeah i just want to reiterate that 
you know, I've said this before, but just to say it again through the, this new lens of being this deep into the book and this close to the end and just feeling these particular pressures that I did not feel earlier in the novel. Now that I'm at the end and everything is just a million pound weight pushing down on me and it's like, don't quit, don't stop, keep going. These notes are helping so fucking much. So yeah, if you happen to be just fucking rolling the dice every day, just writing off the top of your head and just hoping it's gonna work out. I mean, again, I've been there, I tried it, I didn't make it. If you really wanna try, like, go ahead. But if it doesn't work, if it fails, if you just suddenly wake up one day and you realize, oh wait, that novel I started two years ago, I never finished. Just try the note thing. I just think this is like not, not optional advice. Take as many notes as you can before you start. Every time you have a thought while you're writing, if it's for somewhere, you know, later on, just keep all your ideas, keep all your notes. And again, like I've always said, have an ending. Have an ending in mind, have as many notes as possible, and there's still so much room for, for creativity, so much wiggle room for the muse, so much that is still gonna have to be worked out as you go, in media res, during the fucking voyage, <laughs> you know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about these notes stifling you, because that's not what's going to happen. The notes are going to save your fucking ass. They're going to save you. They're going to keep you going. They're going to allow you the freedom, kind of, to be free in your writing, like, <laughs> how do I put this, like, fucking, the security, that's the word I'm looking for, that you've got this safety net. You're not just walking the tightrope every single day, hoping you'll come up with le mot juste every fucking day. You got some backup. You got some aid. When you get to a chapter like I'm at, that is just so fucking abstract feeling it'll bring some focus it'll bring some shape to this and then within that your little creative self will be able to flourish maybe it's like a, like a flame you know you need some oxygen to feed that flame the flame of creativity the flame of your fucking writerly fancy pants shit it needs some oxygen and those notes are the oxygen otherwise this shit ain't gonna breathe, man. It ain't gonna happen. So yeah, I guess that's, that's plenty long. That's an episode. <laughs> Take notes. Use notes. Because yeah, just think about this chapter. Oh man, if I didn't have these notes. God damn. Instead of feeling pretty fucking good about things, instead I would be looking... It's a... Tuesday as I record this and I'm just thinking like oh geez imagine this whole week of just the fucking painful misery of trying to figure out what's going on like I don't need to figure that out right now if previous me already figured out a bunch of shit there's no need to do everything at the cutting edge right at the edge of where you are like right in the moment that's excessive. <laughs> you don't need to come up with everything in the moment. Improvisational writing is not a good idea. This is not fucking improv comedy. This is a goddamn novel. It's supposed to make sense. It's supposed to come together. It's supposed to be connected. It's supposed to be a giant 
clockwork mechanism that all functions together. And that's not going to happen if you're always just in top mind mode, where you're just always trying to come up with everything right in the moment. All right, whew, there's that episode. There's yet another episode of me just reiterating the same advice over and over, but in slightly different contexts, at different points along the journey. For song of the day, I've been uh, listening to Nine Inch Nails a lot lately, because there's this, oh, what's her name? Ixy, I think her name is? This YouTuber who, she does these deep dives into Nine Inch Nails songs, and it's just awesome. She knows a lot of music theory stuff, so that helps. But it's so cool when you're into some musician and you just, you're like, I'm pretty sure this is rad. I don't know shit about music theory. I just think it's awesome. But it does seem like there's something else going on there. And the way she breaks these things down, it reminds me a lot of Elliot Smith. Like the more you, people break down his songs, you realize how complicated they are. That like, it just seems like he's an acoustic singer songwriter guy. But his songs are always way more in-depth musically than that. Same thing with Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor has definite themes and styles that he uses over and over, but the, the little details are like way more in-depth and way more... Like it's nice when you can dissect something and you don't take away any of the magic. Instead, it feels like there's more magic. You're like, wow, this is even more cool than I thought it was. Which to tie it into like writing. That's why I guess I, I want this book to be good, is I want people to feel that way about the things I write also. I want, because I always, that's what I feel about everything, is like I want to push as hard as I can on a movie or on a book or on anything. And I want to like just try my hardest to just focus in on it and just push and push and push and I don't want it to fall down. I want it to stay standing, <laughs> you know? Anyway, so I've been listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails, and uh, I want to play this song, All the Love in the World, because it's such a weird song for them where, you know, Nine Inch Nails kind of made their name with extreme, just extreme, <laughs> extreme music. Like the first track on all of their albums is always crazy and weird. Head Like a Hole, Wish. Mr. Self-Destruct especially. And even Somewhat Damaged from The Fragile. Pretty fucking weird song. So all of their albums have started off with these like severe, loud, crazy songs. And then this song, All the Love in the World, it was severe and extreme for the opposite reason. It's like, what the hell? You know, the first time you put in this album, it's like, this does not sound like Nine Inch Nails. What the fuck is going on? This is like... This song is chill. <laughs> and then it kind of turns into this like anthemic, it's certainly not a happy song, but it's not an angry song. It's a really weird song for Nine Inch Nails, but it's really good. So here's All the Love in the World by Nine Inch Nails. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right, talk to you next time. <laughs>